Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Elizabeth Emmons will join us to discuss life admin. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Every day, an unseen form of labor creeps into our lives, stealing precious moments of free time, placing a strain on our schedules and our relationships. Well, how do we cope with this increasingly hectic schedule? Well, join us today to discuss this issue is Professor Elizabeth Emmons. Professor Emmons is the Isidore and Seville Sulzbacher Professor of Law at Columbia Law School. She's written the new book, Life Admin, How I Learned to Do Less, Do Better, and Live More. And Professor Emmons, we're pleased to have you today on the Grox Science Show. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, well, certainly a fascinating book you've written here called Life Admin. I think something we all could take a little bit of lesson. Why did you decide to write this book? Well, as you said, I'm a law professor. This project actually started in my own personal life in the sense that I realized at a certain point uh, after my second child was born that I was uh, really overwhelmed by a form of work I hadn't anticipated. I knew that parenting would involve a lot of uh, you know, a lot of real work, um, but you know, as well as joy. But I didn't expect there would be so much office work, um, that there would be this, um, yeah, this kind of invisible um, work that is of the kind that managers and secretaries get paid to do in an office, but that it turns out we do invisibly and for free in our lives. And so I was sitting in the chair where I used to go to meditate and did a lot more meditating before I had kids. And I was noticing in my mind that my to-do lists were overwhelmed with this, this kind of work. And at first I thought it was just me. And then I looked around and realized that uh, people around me also seem to be laboring under this kind of invisible work. And so I didn't want to just write about uh, me and my friends. So, so I set about doing interviews and brainstorming sessions. I first wrote a law review article, a uh, legal article, which is my stock in trade uh, about this and a lot about the legal and structural dimensions. And then when I started presenting it to law professors around the country and around the world, actually, I got such an intense response that I realized I should take it um, out beyond my academic community. Certainly a lot of different types out there, a lot of different ways people handle these kinds of pressures and admin duties. Yeah, that was one of the most interesting things I found from doing this research was that we really are different in the way we relate to this work. And so what I found is that uh, there are admin superdoers, reluctant doers, admin avoiders, and admin deniers. And the first two are basically doing it or getting it done, and the last two are not doing it. And the difference then lies in how people feel about it. So the super doer is doing it and feeling pretty good about it. The reluctant doer is doing it but really wishes they didn't have to be doing it. That's my usual center of gravity. That's in some sense the genesis of this project. The admin avoider is not doing it but feeling bad about it, either guilty to whoever is doing it or feeling uh, 
you know, um, embarrassed or even I heard the word shame in some of my interviews, big word like shame, for the late fees and consequences that come with failing at doing this. Uh, and then the denier is not doing it, but feeling pretty okay because the denier is somebody who's been relatively privileged and had people generally who've been you know, doing it for them. Uh, and, you know, it sounds like there's a hierarchy, like the best thing to be is a super doer who doesn't want to be super but one thing I found that was interesting was I could really learn strategies from each of these personalities. And so, you know, there's a quiz at the back of the book to make it fun as a way to learn about it and, and understand it. But also the individual strategies part of the book is organized around these personalities with ones we can learn from each, each personality. We shouldn't all uh, strive to be the super doer, maybe some little mix of all of these? Well, you know, I think some people really are one personality down the line at work and at home. Uh, but most of us are a mix, you know, so I'm a reluctant doer in most areas, but I'm a, an avoider with my snail mail. It seems like nothing good happens in snail mail these days, and so it can pile up. So now I have strategies for what I do with it when I do go through it. But I'm a super doer with regard to things related to my kids' education because that's always interested me, and so I actually can do it and enjoy it. So, yeah, I think most of us are, are actually a mix, and that's part of what's interesting to uncover. Is there always time when using certain skills can help uh, with our admin duties? You know, how much admin people have to do varies widely. So people go through admin onslaughts for happy events, you know, like a, a kid, as we talked about, weddings can bring a huge amount of this work, but also really painful uh, events too, like an aging parent uh, or relative or an illness for oneself or a divorce. All these things can bring on kind of huge onslaughts. And when people are in one of those onslaughts, then they need a different kind of help and strategies than in the kind of daily aggravations that most of us deal with all the time, you know, routinely like taxes or bill paying, but lost luggage admin, broken technology admin. I had a broken uh, screen uh, on my uh, cell phone <laughs> for quite a while, not because I couldn't afford to do get a new one, but because I just didn't have time to go deal with all of that. Um, and so there's a lot of reasons it can come in our life. And then uh, how we do it and when we do it uh, will also vary. Um, for most of us, though, it's happening in the margins of everything else. Uh, and we don't give time to it. And so it's just distracting us and preventing us from getting into a flow uh, with the other things that we're trying to do in our life. That's why I think of it as the, the parallel shift. Uh, it's not like the first shift or the second shift of our job, but it's the parallel shift happening through our devices often as we try to go about our day. Just something that people don't want to even talk about? People really don't want to talk about it. That's part of what's interesting about this is that I was really surprised to hear people apologize to me for talking about their admin when I was interviewing them about admin. Um, so people think of the topic as uh, both trivial and boring. Um, you know, what could be worse? And yet I found that talking about it and looking into it and looking at it squarely, uh, it's turned out to be completely fascinating. And one big surprise about it was that at least uh, – Many of the people I talked to told me almost confessionally that they actually could kind of enjoy some of this work when they made the time for it. So even you know, one of my proudest avoiders I interviewed told me that he was on an overseas flight uh, doing his taxes. And when he didn't have anywhere else to be or anything else to do, he actually kind of enjoyed it. It was, could be, you know, can be a little bit like a crossword puzzle. 
which actually intersects with uh, one of the pitfalls in this area, which is based on research on what's called procrastination. I don't know if you've come across or, well, you've read the book, so you know about it, but procrastination, there's uh, research that shows that some of the time in some areas we do unimportant things too soon, right? So it's the opposite of procrastination. And so this can be the tendency to let ourselves be distracted uh, by uh, urgent but unimportant things that just ping at us uh, all day long. Uh, And so becoming aware of that is part of how we can make different kinds of of choices about our life, like blocking out time specifically to deal with these things and blocking, that's a denier strategy, blocking this stuff uh, when we really need to focus. Is technology really helping us deal with all these tasks or is it just making that much more complicated? You know, it's both. So technology does give us some ways to do things more easily. So I have a section at the back of the book of ideas to try. And some of the kind of easy wins uh, that are, are good for everyone, you know, can make good use of technology. You know, when you're in a moment when you can organize things, if you can create a, a documents repository of your important documents, you know, your passport, your all those things, if you can save them, on Dropbox somewhere and have them available by in your phone and everywhere else and everyone else in your household so you can unstick yourself if you're the only one who knows where they are. You know, that can really help. And technology makes so you're, you're somewhere you can use it. And, you know, if you can scan on your phone or you can take pictures of forms you fill out on your phone and email them to people and you never have to do some of the things that are, you're asked to do, like scanning, faxing uh, these days. But on the other hand, For many people, technology is a big part of the problem. You know, there's always been life admin. There's always been this invisible layer uh, of deciding and managing and planning and and organizing in our minds that we had to do that piece of it. Um, Paperwork has gone up as bureaucracy has gone up, but also admin demands come at us with a greater frequency now than ever before. You know, everybody knows that your email inbox is backlogged, so now they they text you their request instead. You know, there's an escalation uh, of the uh, intensity and frequency of the demands, and then that's part of what makes it hard for us to do other things that we value more highly because people can just bombard us uh, with this work. And one big surprise of my research was how many people, especially many superdoers, have gone back to paper, uh, or like paper to-do lists. Uh, and I searched through a lot of apps for to-do lists. And, you know, I, I use one of them uh, uh, some, but I found actually that a paper to-do list and a relatively simple um, uh, online uh, to-do list and one in my phone that shared with it uh, was actually better for me than some amazing app that was going to give me a magic bullet. So there's actually a an interesting story here about the the dangers of technology and the ways it impinges on us more than it is a salvation. It helps to have other people around in your life or in, in what you're doing take on some of this burden. I mean, yeah. So one of the most interesting things I found in looking at life admin is that it's sticky. Uh, it tends to stick where it lands. So I I wrote a. Uh, piece um, for the Wall Street Journal that's accepted from the book uh, a month ago that looks at this closely and starts with an anecdote of um, someone I interviewed who she and her husband had 10 years earlier driven cross-country to their new home. And while they were driving, they took turns. One would drive and one would make calls setting up utilities, and then they'd switch. And 10 years later, when I interviewed her, they were still splitting up who paid which bills based on who had been driving and who had been calling to set them up at that time because they'd stayed 
with the person who'd originally set them up. Now, this can be true of any kind of household labor, right? Whoever starts being the one who's a dishwasher might keep doing it. But admin is particularly sticky because it's information heavy. So this is the reason why it's easier to do the dishes in somebody else's house, the traditional chore, than it is to make their grocery list, which is the admin, because you need to know things to do it. And so an important insight here is first just to recognize the stickiness. And then once you know that, you can make different choices individually or collectively with the people in your life about where admin first lands and about whether or not you want to unstick it. And I have ideas for ways to do that. Is there anything sort of surprising you, you came across thinking about all these problems that can arise? Absolutely. So the personality surprised me. I had thought maybe there would be just one magic bullet uh, for everyone. And while, as I say, there are some easy wins, some self-awareness about our differences uh, really makes a difference. And I was surprised. I was surprised to find the pleasure. I thought of this stuff as just such an annoyance uh, that it must people, we must all just hate it all the time. And yet the fact that we can sometimes enjoy it is something I think we mostly steel ourselves against knowing because we might get sucked into that procrastination I described. But if we can know that and then just use it very carefully so when we really have to do it, uh, you know, we can do it in a way that makes it less painful at least, that helps. And I guess one more thing that surprised me was that life admin sounds so trivial, but it really adds up. So the free application for federal student aid, you know, for college students applying for financial aid or, or often their parents are doing it. The FAFSA cost U.S. families 30 million hours last year. Or if you think about uh, mortgage refinancing, one study found that 20% of U.S. households that could benefit from home mortgage refinancing fail to do so. And there's a foregone savings there, $5.4 billion. Often, you know, the study finds because someone simply fails to open their mail. So somebody with a pile of mail in my hallway uh, I guess I particularly can appreciate how that could happen to someone. So I was interested to see how big the consequences can be, too. Uh, ways of dealing with it. One of them is, of course, lists. So can you talk about making lists? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So having a good system for your to-do list, uh, one that you trust makes a difference. I think it's also helpful if you can uh, create a, a list of the important but not urgent things that you try to do uh, for your own uh, well-being or, or your long-term goals and put that at the top of every list. So I have that on repeat in my to-do list. I write it at the top of every paper to-do list, the three or four things that no one else is going to bug me to do, uh, but that are important for me to do in a given day. Uh, and uh, the other thing um, about uh, list making, though, is really that you need to you need to have your your way that works for you. You know, someone might have the perfect app for them. Uh, you know, that's not going to do it for you if you're not a person who likes to work with apps, <laughs> you know, if that's not, or if the people in your family aren't going to do that and you're someone who wants to be able to share the lists uh, with other people uh, in your family. So you have to find the system that actually works for you and yet endlessly searching for that um, isn't going to work so well. The reason that I propose in the policy chapter, we need one big market innovation. We need uh, life admin consultants. There should be an industry. I, I am curious why it doesn't exist, but I think it has to do with the invisibility of this labor, where I can go not for a personal assistant, those, those people exist, um, uh, but, and they're hard to find, I found uh, from a lot of my interviewees who had the money to do that, but people who, if I'm trying to figure out, you know, what app would work for me, or what to-do list method would work for me, uh, or what's the best way to collect my photos given what I want to do with my photos, 
somebody who I can pay a, a minimal amount to who knows everything about photo apps who can talk to me about my issues and find me the right solution uh, on technology rather than my having to try out 20 different things or read a bunch of online articles but that weren't tailored to my particular concerns. Um, we need admin consultants. Well, we are running slightly out of time, but I'm curious maybe if you have some final words regarding um, life admin. It's real. <laughs> if, if you're struggling with it, you are not alone. Uh, and there are actually things that uh, you can do about it. My favorite uh, reader quote uh, was from a, um, a Wanda Jewell, who's a leader of independent bookstores, who said, uh, life admin is life-changing. Uh, for me, seeing life admin uh, definitely was life-changing, and it became possible to, to really make things better from seeing this work uh, and addressing it uh, differently in my daily life. And one more thing is a plea to everyone for technological purposes in communication to please write NNR for no need to reply at the end of emails and texts so we can make things end and not end up in loops and spare each other. Uh, some extra work, and maybe people will return the favor. Well, we were just talking with Professor Elizabeth Evans. She is the author of the book, Life Admin, How I Learned to Do Less, Do Better, and Live More. And Professor Evans, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.grox.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.